0: Welcome to this week's episode of the Versatile Writer Podcast, with me, Sarah Bannum. As it's the 10th anniversary of For the Love of Books this year, what better way to celebrate than by sharing some gifts? Over the next few weeks, I'll be looking at different aspects of creative writing that I offer as part of For the Love of Books. If you want to find out more about my business, you can do so via my site at loveofbooks.co.uk. The different aspects I'm looking at are copywriting, ghostwriting, creative writing workshops and proofreading and editing. The reason I decided to spend four weeks dissecting these aspects of creative writing was because I used to wonder what each of them really was. Over the years, I'd heard them spoken through other people's lips, but hadn't back then realised it was something I could actually do myself. I could train myself to do them. And now I do them as part of my business. Therefore, I suspect others might wonder what what they are based on just their name. So as I'm in a position to explain that from my own experience, I thought I would. Also, with the recent loss of jobs in many industries due to COVID-19, I thought sharing the love by way of instilling a sense of confidence in you might enable you to begin your own business. Being a helpful business person to other potential business people might be what's really needed right now. This week, I'm talking about the first of those, copywriting. The dictionary's definition of copywriting is the activity or occupation of writing the text of advertisements or publicity material. I must say, that does sound rather dry. Copywriting was something I turned my hand to years ago, before I even realised it had a name. When I first went self-employed a decade ago, I used to blog a lot, mostly weekly. It was all on my website, although I posted onto social media and linked it back to my site. I was aware I was blogging, but didn't consider it a type of copywriting. Originally, I thought copywriting was a very tricky aspect of advertising, something that only certain people could do. I suspect along the way, someone must have told me that, and it does sometimes take some time for me to realise that, actually, I can do that. And then I find I'm learning all I can about it. And before you know it, I've added it to my very long list of writing services. It dawned on me back then that blogging and copywriting both refer to the construction of sentences and paragraphs with the intention of telling the audience about the topic. And while blogging isn't always intended to be salesy, copywriting is. Understanding this and learning the finer details of how to write both enabled me to diversify my business services learning how to turn the love of words I have into a sellable service ensured that I had another string to my bow. That's pretty much how For the Love of Books has evolved. And it's also the underlying message from my podcast, The Versatile Writer. I believe that if you can learn as many different ways of doing what you do, then, as a business person, you're expanding your services and hopefully your client base too. In a nutshell, The point of copywriting is to garner sales for the client. How the copywriter does that, however, takes a bit of skill. If you're proficient in English language and you have good language skills and good written skills, and you've lived a bit of life, chances are you'll know how to convey a message to someone. A lot of the job is down to how diverse your use of language is. Personally, I think it's clear I love words. I have a business called For the Love of Books. My podcast is called The Versatile Writer. I graduated last year with a degree in English language and creative writing. I've written loads of books and published 10 in both fiction and non-fiction. I've ghostwritten books for other people. I think it's safe to say, therefore, I have a good relationship with words. If you enjoy words, how they can be used for specific industries and audiences, and you get a kick out of doing it, then perhaps a writing career is for you. Aside from getting the client in the first place, which will probably end up being another podcast somewhere, possibly for me, possibly not, the rest of it is fairly straightforward. First, have a chat with the client and find out exactly what they want. What they give you will be the brief. This brief will contain the outline of the job, why they want it or the purpose of the project, their target audience and the tone they want it in. If you've found a client that doesn't really know what they're after and they're relying on you to ask them questions by way of shaping the piece of writing, keep in mind these questions to ask them. What do you want to highlight? Why do you want to highlight that? Who is your audience? What tone would you like it written in, perhaps relaxed, friendly, professional, excited? What's the word limit? Of course, as with anything, there probably won't be one single meeting or chat to discuss the brief there might be a couple or a few emails or a few phone calls or a few zoom chats or skype whatever it is you may need different parts clarified especially if the industry you're copywriting in is new to you on that note i've found in the past that copywriting for industries i know little about has proved to be more useful than it wasn't for instance I once wrote about roadside skips. To me, that sounds really dry. Aside from seeing them here and there when I drive to the shops, I don't know much about them. But then comes in the research aspect of the job. Knowing how to research can be a really useful skill. I've researched heaps of things over the years, some for business, some for my hobbies, and some for the sheer hell of it. If something comes into your mind and you think, I don't know anything about that, and then you Google it, there you are, you're researching. Research need not be frightening. For instance, you know when you want to know more about that amazingly good-looking celebrity you've just spotted in a movie, and you look on Google for more about them? That is research. Look at it that way. It makes a rather heavy idea of research really accessible. Of course, that's fine for hobbies and curiosities, but for business, I'd suggest using more resources than just one site on the internet, though. Dependent on the industry, there are many ways you can learn more. Even researching local businesses in the same industry as your client will give you a clearer understanding of what your client is trying to achieve. Once researched, you can write with confidence and power. Another great aspect of writing about something you don't know much about is that your writing won't be littered with a biased view of it, just the facts. Once you've researched the industry and understood your brief, it's time to construct the body of the message. At this stage, it might be best to plan what you'll be writing. I might start with, say, half a dozen weighty, salesy words that I can pepper throughout the copy. Then layer upon that, I can write the offer the client wants to highlight and how it will benefit the audience. Upon that layer, I can adjust the tone to fit the audience your client is targeting. And upon that layer can be the words that fit all the holes that remain. This isn't a process that will work for everyone, but occasionally building from the ground up is a good way to work. I mentioned using weighty, salesy words. Do ensure the words you choose will get across your client's message, and that they are words also in keeping with the tone for their audience. Once you've stitched all this together, you'll need to edit and proofread it. Editing ensures the flow of the copy is easy to digest and proofreading makes sure there are no silly unprofessional errors in it. If you were given a word limit, do ensure you stick to it. They gave you a word limit for a reason. It might be because the advert, content or blog needs to be put into a specific area in a magazine or on their website or even printed on flyers. Length of copy may also be a turn off for their intended audience too short and it might not get across the message as well too long and it might bore the clients pants off worse than that it could turn away potential clients and no business person wants that read it yourself and read it aloud to and then read it again after you've edited and proofread so as to ensure you have fully understood the brief and interpreted it correctly afterwards it's time to send it to your client for their approval it's possible and probable that, after reading it, they may respond with a couple of alterations. Provided you've included this in your quote, there shouldn't be an issue, but do ensure your client understands that you can't continually do this repeatedly and indefinitely. Alternatively, if you have agreed a price to include countless edits, go for it. Personally, I prefer to keep it minimal. The perfect outcome you're looking for is them to give you the brief, you write the copy, send it back to them, and they pay you. And if that works well for you both, they'll come back time and time again. Better than that, they may even recommend you to their business friends. And that's more or less it. The Versatile Writer podcast aims to highlight areas of creative writing and talk about them, whether that area affects the writer themselves or the writing. So if you think the Versatile Writer has been helpful this week, please do recommend it to your friends. It might be that they're just waiting to hear its message and it means something to them this week. If you're interested in hiring me to copyright for you, please do get in touch. You can do that through sarah at loveofbooks.co.uk Until next week, thank you for taking the time to listen to me, Sarah Bannum, with the Versatile Writer Podcast. Have a great day.